Hello everyone, welcome to the LARP Tales podcast. My name is Oliver, I am one half of your hosting duo. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Robin. Hey Robin. Hello. And today we are going to be discussing our time at a new LARP that we tried. Uh, not Empire, <laughs> for a change. <laughs> uh, we attended a LARP called And Now My Watch Begins. Uh, before we get into that, to start uh, describing what it is and um, the amazing time we had there, uh, let's do all of our uh, housekeeping stuff. So if you are watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Click subscribe if you are new here so you know when a new episode is posted. If you're listening on an audio platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. That will just help people find us. Uh, we do also have a Patreon. You are more than welcome to support us on there. You are under no obligation to do so. It just helps us uh, keep bringing uh, content to you, but you, of course, can enjoy our content completely uh, for free uh, make sure you check out us everywhere on to have and to roll as well and with all of that uh, nonsense out of the way um, we'll get into our recap of <laughs> and now my watch begins I'll probably do a little like musical musical thing and then I feel like this needs like a, an epic um, yeah it does an it epic, The game is called And Now My Watch Begins. It is set in the um, in the world of A Song and Ice and Fire um, by George R.R. R. Martin. Um, it is... Uh, um, did they ever, like, specify what it was based on games or... Uh, on games? Games. Uh, TV show or books? Yeah, I feel like it was more book-based mm. because obviously it's set, like, before the tv show so yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of a um we're, we're not going to go too because of people that aren't game of thrones there's a lot of people that that aren't aren't game of thrones you I, I promise you'll enjoy the stories of this of this laugh even if you're not into game of thrones but you just you do like fantasy obviously we're going to talk about yeah. um certain characters and things like that so in in the story so the, the game of thrones uh tv show in the books um takes place uh how many years sort of 14 years after yeah so um if we go by the books and <laughs> the, the tv show would um so the, the story takes place uh 14 years after robert baratheon's rebellion mm-hmm. um now this show the show this um larp takes place directly after the rebellion like a number of weeks after the rebellion so um john snow and rob stark and nurs targaryen are all little tiny babies yeah yeah so it's it's (laughs) it's set before the events of uh of of a game of thrones the book and game of thrones the the tv show now like like we are pretty big um Get, well, Game of Thrones fans like you. So I, I've only ever seen the TV show. Um, you know the books though. Like you've you've yeah. read the books. I, I read like I think I read the first one, a yeah. long time ago. But it wasn't until we we started doing research for this game, or I thought about doing research for the game, and I realized how old that show is. Like it's it's ten it's over ten years old. 
So, yeah, like I, I've watched the show from start to finish many times now because I just I like binging things over and over again. And about a month ago, it would have been I sat and I just binged the entire show. I think what how how long did it take me? Like two no, and a bit weeks or something. Yeah, I regret <laughs> not doing it as well because I could have done with brushing up on some of my some of my law. I mean, I yeah. I definitely am a I'm a I'm a fan. It's not I'm not at the level of like Lord of the Rings fandom, but. Uh, so the, the chair that I've been sitting in all this time doing this podcast is a is a, like a Lannister chair, you know. The um, best house, yeah. Yeah, we, we, used, to, <laughs> we used to. Robin and I used to uh, cosplay um, Game of Thrones characters, and like we were. And that's one thing about this LARP as well. It, it made me miss the feeling that Game of Thrones gave the world, you know, when it yeah. was at its height, you know. And I just remember, I just this this did. Um, just remind me. Anyway, getting into the story, we're going to try and break this up into. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to try and break this oh into God, like yeah. two parts. <laughs> um, don't, we won't, I don't think we'll need three, but I think we'll probably need uh, two parts to tell the story. Uh, now, the last time we said we probably won't need three parts, we end up doing a four-part well, we thing. Four parts, so you know, yeah. now we're going to end up with four parts. Like you've said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to avoid doing the four-part like Empire ones uh, going forward. So we're going to try and do these. Uh, Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So we we are we are also we're also in the middle of 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 LARP. we've got lots of LARP tales coming your way as well because we are LARPing pretty much every weekend this month. We've just come back from a LARP. We're going LARPing. This weekend, we're going LARPing next weekend. Uh, we've got a little break, and then there's another LARP after that. Um, and then we're pretty much in, in uh, Fest LARP uh, time then. So um, it's also made like the, that long dark from like the Fest LARP from Empire uh, way shorter as well coming to this. Um, yeah. So a bit about the game. So again, it's it's uh, Now My Watch Begins. It's set in the... Uh, the the Game of Thrones uh, universe. It's run by um, Feast Your Eyes. Now, um, people might recognize Feast Your Eyes and iLARP because a lot of our guests have have talked about them frequently. Um, from my understanding, they are the same... These days, they're the same team of people. Um, and again, people will correct me. Hope maybe we'll be able to get someone on who, who, who can... Uh, go into detail about this, but um, from my understanding, feast, feast, like iLARP is is their their games that they they continuously do. So they do like big seasons of like you know several games of a continuing story, and then Feast yeah. Your Eyes is more their like niche, like oh this is our like one shots and things like that. This is the stuff we're trying, you know. I think so. I'm not 100 yeah. sure, but like you said, I'm sure someone will correct us anyway. Yeah. So, um, good news and bad news about this. This uh, talking about this game on the podcast. Um, the uh, the bad news is that it is a one shot, <laughs> and I'm um, so sad. yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's the, the the amazing stuff that happens. Unfortunately, you're not going to you know listeners, you're not going to be able to sign up for the game because it was a it was a one off. Um, uh, and that's that kind of that kind of sucks because you will after hearing the the experience you're gonna be like oh I wish I could go do that. Um, the good news about it being a one shot and not being because some LARPs, some LARPs, especially ones in Europe, I think they they run they have a game story that they do that's just one shot, but they continually run that one shot. Um, but from my understanding that they're not going to be running this again because they they tend to have a 
uh, a continue like a returning player, a strong returning player base to these games. Yeah. Um, but also they're not doing a sequel either, uh, or so they say. I mean, never say never, but that they they pretty emphatically said there's no. There's no plans for a sequel anyway. I mean, um, if they wanted to do one, well, yeah. that'd be really cool. Yeah, it, it really would. <laughs> uh, but the good news, good news is because of that, we get to like basically just completely divulge the entire story. You know, we basically yeah. get to say we get to talk about everything that happens. You know, and uh, there's no, there's no, there's no active plot at all. It's all, it's all over and done with. Um, so. Uh, the featureized games, the ILARP games, they're run at Eversley, Reading, basically. <laughs> Literally everybody I said, I'm going laughing in Reading in Eversley this this weekend. They went, I have no idea where that is. Um, so it is in Reading, um, in England. It is at like a, it's it's literally called like an airsoft. Yeah, thing, yeah, it's right? like an, an airsoft center and everything. So yeah. like, um, when you head in, or once you actually get to the proper site itself, like it is like properly set up and everything with permanent structures and buildings and things for using for this yeah so this um, is our first non-empire larp um and we have larp so we've done player events before where we've been like you know in buildings but um we're very much used to empire where it's just tents everywhere mm. this was really cool having a totally different setup for larping um so it's it's a little bit out of the way, isn't it? But it's good because it is. It, you, you didn't re we didn't really have much general public just kind of wandering through the woods. Like it's right mm. in the in the middle of the woods, um, right next to like you know you're surrounded by like quarries and things like that. So it's it's well out of the way. And they like you said they have like a little, um, they have like a little like wild west type village, and then they have like a a, a Viking village, and they've got like acres and acres of woodland tracks as well um so yeah this is our this is our our first our first experience and i think that so, so th there seems to be a lot of other larp runners that run at that site um yeah yeah a, a while ago we had we had uh, georgia on um and her game that she's running in a couple of weeks is being held there as well so a lot of people do uh there's a lot of other game a lot of other game runners that run out of this site as well i think the only downside of the site is well i mean it's a little bit difficult to find um but also uh there's no like running water either oh yeah i actually obviously we didn't um end up actually staying mm -hmm. at the site so we end up being all right with that sort of side of it um but yeah we got we got a bit lost trying to find it first mm -hmm. i mean even though um katie had put this perfect like, like easy to follow directions we still got lost yeah but we were a bit <laughs> so stressed like... as well because we, we didn't we were a little bit disorganized uh we, we left disorganized? We, yeah like it was a friday to, like we were aiming for like the time in time which isn't the time you should be aiming for on a brand new life. It's fine at like Empire because you know, yeah. like you you know exactly, <laughs> um, you know. But we 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 needed there was like a you know a a, a brief for the game and blah blah blah, state health and safety and all that that needed to be done at um at eight, wasn't it? And we, yeah. we 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 thought we had to be there for nine. We're like, oh yeah, we don't need to be there until nine. Yeah, because so. like so like I'd like planned. I was like, okay, we don't need to be there until nine. Um, I'm working like right until the end of the day. Um, it'll be fine. We'll get ready, get mm. washed and everything, and just head there. And I thought, well, if we get to the hotel, 
we get ready and i thought if we leave the hotel at maybe like 8 8 15 we'll get there with a good 20 minutes to spare before nine we'll be able to hear any information then go from there and then i uh, actually read the information that was supplied to us uh, months in advance yeah. <laughs> which yeah. very clearly stated eight yeah <laughs> not nine yeah. Yeah, I mean they, they were they were pretty. Yeah, I mean they they were pretty they're pretty chilled as well. I I found. I mean the, the good thing about um, arriving there was that um, pretty much half the faces I kind of recognised anyway from mm. like um, Empire. So um, and there was the, the, um, people we knew really well as well. Um, oh yeah, but... like there there was plenty of people for us like to to mm. message and be like running late, we're on our way. Yeah. But also, yeah, it is, it is so currently like it is January, right? In in England, uh, it was it was going to be cold. Luckily, okay, the uh, the weekend before had been like like crazy storms in the UK, yeah. Uh, and but this week it was absolutely perfect larping weather for the type of larp we were doing. So, yeah. uh, people that aren't uh, into like Game of Thrones, the so the the premise of the game which i haven't said yet is that uh we are um going to be members of the night's watch so the night's watch uh it's it, like the show was very zeitgeist i'm pretty sure most people kind of have an idea of what the night's watch was basically there's there's the seven kingdoms um right at the top of the seven kingdoms in the north there's this massive massive ice wall that separates the seven kingdoms from just the north you know and it's like we don't really know what's out there and then stationed on this wall are the night's watch and the night's watch uh are it's it's pretty much think of like colonial like australia type thing that you might think of like oh yeah we're just going to send the the seven kingdoms just send all their their criminals there you know pe people get sent there as punishment basically um and it is it is manned uh by these people i mean people go um we'll get into it Pe people go by choice some people go by choice um in the in the book series john snow literally goes by goes by choice but a lot of the time people don't want to be up there because it's, it's cold there's nothing up there and you, you're basically defending the realm from the wildlings which are mm. the people that live north of the wall that we don't really know uh, much about but in in the kingdom currently in the story uh there's a big war that's just happened robert baratheon is uh has has risen up against the targaryen throne um so the, the the mad king targaryen was was sitting on the throne and the probably like the protagonists of the the tv show and the books are the ones on the side of the rebellion pretty much and yeah uh they have overthrown the king so that means there's going to be a lot of people coming to the wall that because we have lots of prisoners of war basically um which i think we both were technically weren't we technically yeah. you more so than yeah, I, I was yeah um in in the situation where we can like get into our characters and stuff but like, mm. i guess th so this is the, the the first difference between like the, the the book and the um tv show compared to the larp so within the, the world um I, those of you who watch read it would know that it's only men that get sent to the wall and there's also some pretty um 
pretty hairy themes around that as to why they get sent there as well. In the system, it was very clear, obviously, because, I mean, I went. So it's um, both um, mask, femme, and non-binary um, presenting characters were there on the wall. And there was a bit of role play around that topic and things, but it was completely accepted that obviously that was there. So that sexism was not a mechanic built into this part of the game, which was my first question, actually, when we were when you were like, oh, there's a Night's Watch one. I thought, oh, how, how do we do we get around that part? So that's the first bit that they changed to make it, you know, just accessible for everyone, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously yeah. the, the the other big one, uh, the 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 story of the books and the TV show, um, in in that world there is a big theme of unconsensual sex, yeah. um, which uh, they they made very the game runners were like no that is not going to be a part of our game here or any game, um, but and because it, it's a it's a like it's a rough story as well you know and yeah, and running it similar in a similar vein to like what people are used to in uk larps currently um i mean you you you'll see as we start telling the story like they, i think they did a pretty good job because it couldn't have been easy to try and write in that world you know when it is a very brutal uh it's it's fantasy realism you know it is it yeah is... especially when if you're like a big fan of it i think it's so easy in role play to slip into mm. like especially if you are like mirroring your character after a specific character in the show it, it, it can be quite easy to slip into that sort of thing so it, it, i i at first i thought that might be a tricky one but honestly as a weekend went it, it wasn't like it yeah. didn't become an issue at all and no it, it's, it it's obviously as well like cause sometimes that, that's the thing with larp right it's it's like anything the, the first one you go to is going to set a a standard not not yeah. the standard, but it's going to set a standard in your head because you you're going to compare everything. Like if you played, if, if your first ever D and D edition was second edition, every other TTRPG you play after that, you are going to like compare it to that. If you mm -hmm. if you read, you know a a um you know a pop science book, you know, and you haven't read a, a foundation science book, you're going to compare you know everything else to to that like you you need to need like a good foundation i think empire is a pretty good foundation um the way they run their games i, I quite like it but yeah it was interesting um and a lot of, like i said a lot of even the game runners like play empire right so it's no surprise that it was it was relatively similar but it's funny how like you go oh my larp brain's on but it's not only larp brain it's like empire brain so yeah <laughs> just just circling it back to what you're talking about with things like gender so like empire is like gender blind yes. right uh, but this this wasn't there wasn't themes of sexism in this but obviously it's not that it's not gender blind so you know people you know you still talked about people being um sent to the wall because of gay relationships and things like that within yes. their family unit you know and there's different uh there's different standards for that's that's part of the setting is there's different standards in different families so like the family that we're, we were technically part of incest not a big not that big of a deal uh but currently in the seven kingdoms other houses a really big deal you know <laughs> so um yeah it was it was interesting to to like larp in a world that wasn't um empire this is also the first time i've larped in a we've, we've larped in like a a, a pre-established setting as well yeah yeah that's a good point actually yeah mm. um i mean what I found interesting as well with this game, so um, 
so, so to get into it we were all given these pre-written characters as you um which we, I, I guess I, I would describe them sort of like these like no they are pre-written characters, characters yeah. Yeah. yeah they were pre-written and yeah. the yeah the, the pre-written characters had like a ridiculous amount of detail into them yeah. um they had full backstories written up and um, past relationships family connections um links between other players who were going to be there but the one thing it didn't really specify is how you would behave in a certain way which i thought was quite cool because we were literally chatting about this weren't we that our characters could potentially be very like broody and john snowy or they could be very like wild and out there like lyanna stark or something like they could go all different ways with that same piece of information it really gave it to us to kind of decide well how would we act based on this yeah and there were people there who had not read or watched game of thrones yeah and they seemed to have an absolutely great yeah. time yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but a good chunk of them were massive massive a song of ice and fire nerds <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I mean. As soon as I got there, like I haven't like because you you are a bigger fan than than I am, um in this in this realm. And I know when when I got there, we started role playing. I'm like I I got a bit in my head. I was like I really wish I'd brushed up on some of this stuff because obviously people were very very aware of what's happening in the time frame and dropping place names that I'm like ah, should I know that? Shouldn't I know that? Um, yeah. and ev everyone's role playing so fantastically that no one is dropping character at all you know so almost to be like it was almost deterred a bit being like hang on where where is that again what <laughs> what's i mean to be fair i struggle so like once we got there so we got there we had a a, a great safety briefing first of all went mm -hmm. into a huge amount of detail on absolutely everything they then went into a game brief detail um, and I went through all of that and everything. And then we kind of split off, got ready. And once the crew had had their briefings, we were ready to start. Mm -hmm. um, I struggled in, I would say, the first like 40 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because, so I was in a group. Didn't really know many people who were there in this group. And I was like, so scared to role play because I was worried in case I forgot in details about my character. Yeah. So... And I was like scared to role play. And I was like, oh, okay, right. How do I do this? And yeah. um eventually I kind of managed to do like a little bit, but that initial little bit, I was very much like, okay, how do I do this? And I was in a different group from you for for reasons. And at that point, our group had to... We were basically doing quite a, a long sort of walk. We actually emulated us walking to the wall. Mm. And we went off and went for like a 20-minute walk off-site and around different places to emulate us coming in. And we had all our conversations there. Yeah. Um, what you, were you doing at this point? Well, do, do you want to go through the characters first? Do you want to introduce the yeah. characters? Yeah. Let's, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go through. Because I, I want to circle back to the to the pre, the pre pre-written character thing. Because that's... Mm -hmm. So this apparently... Uh, I think was brand new to the game runners as well. Yeah, I um, think they did say that this is the first time. I, it's maybe, I don't know if it's brand new to all of them, but this is the first time that they have done this here as like um, as, as a feast dry sort of thing. Yeah, so so because usually it's like you make your own character. Here's the rules. So this was a. Um, so, so yeah, we got given characters like we got given their names uh, and their background, as Robin said, I, which I agree with. 
uh, yeah, my my character was like it, it gave you good scope to be like right. You can play them. You kind of play them kind of however you wanted, but there was lots of tidbits in that, and it was I think it was really just to spark role play, especially in that mm. first um, instance. So, um, so I'll just I'll go first. And so my character, so we, we didn't know each other's backstories until the weekend because we were just even though we live in the same house and we pretty much had the backstory sent to the same email we didn't read each other's um we had an idea of what we were what we were playing right so i played uh, a character called florian valerian so mm -hmm. the valerians are like blood relatives cousins of the targaryens so uh we we kind of both went i think we're basically when uh we filled out the forms to be like hey you know um you you know they're like what would you want to play you know because there was we'll get into the different types of archetypes that they had i didn't care what i was playing i was like oh whatever i'll play i'll fill any role um i think a few people went i want to be from you know i would love to be from this area i would like to have be from this noble house i would like to be you know from from this part of the world or what have you or this nation or you know this kingdom um i just went well you know like i've got silver hair so yeah <laughs> you know if i have valerian blood maybe that would be quite cool because i'll definitely have silver hair by the time we we do the larp um so i was a i was a valerian so my backstory was that um in fact we'll probably just put the backstories in the description so people yeah um so my no no because i'd never see how much i all the way throughout that <laughs> you can't show them the real truth around it yeah no uh, so uh my um so obviously being valerian being related to uh the targaryens we were on the targaryen side of the war so we'd lost the war basically mm -hmm. so that had even so in in world um people with like my coloring you know like the, the the blue or purple eyes and the silver hair were literally just getting killed for their looks because the the, the possible targaryen uh connection um so my, my like the valerians are yeah, up in like driftmark so they're like sea they're like seafaring uh old valeria blood uh mm. so my backstory was that i was born into i was born a bastard of a um i don't know what youtube's going to think of the word bastard we're going to say it a lot uh but i was born a bastard of a of a valerian and uh but he uh my father lived uh with my mother he didn't just just leave her and they opened a tavern together yeah so i, I so uh my my parents and my brother and my brothers and my sisters uh ran a tavern in driftmark um i was uh raised um in like in the tavern running the tavern and then i ended up going but basically one of my keywords was like dreamer so you know he had aspirations of going off and he didn't really have much interest in um you know being learned or anything like that but he ended up getting like because he was he was a bit he didn't really have much drive but he wanted to like go off and explore and things like that so his dad like hooked him up um on a ship um and uh he ended up traveling around and then there was a connection between your character so uh, i i met your character in, in in on my travels on this ship um and then we started being pen pals uh and there was like a romance blooming and then a war broke out uh the rebellion broke out 
and I, being the son of a Valerian, was well positioned to go up the ranks in the fleet. And then I started. I became captain of like a vessel, and uh, I was. I, I kept going higher, higher up in the fleet. Um, I eventually. That was the entire reason why I stopped writing to Robin's character because I was just too busy, which is quite funny. <laughs> um, uh, it it would be funny when Robin tells her her side of it. Uh, and I ended up getting legitimized as a as a Valyrian noble, uh, because my father was like, uh, basically asked for a favor, um, from the uh, Lord of Tides, um, so that because basically having a Valyrian name, in charge of being partially in charge of the fleet was going to be a good thing. At, at at one point while I was oh I was you know helping run this fleet we were taking soldiers to help prince rhaegar and we got captured so just literally my my crewmates got and me got captured they got captured and i ended up in the riverlands in a in a jail cell for six months um and then when the war was over i got brought out of the prison cells and got given a choice death of the wall so I played a card called John Quill. And for those of you who know your A Song of Ice and Fire history, you will know the story of John Quill and Florian. It is a famous story between the two of them. And it is um, it is set sort of where John Quill actually um, is, is, um, is from. So I will I'll link that below so that the full story is there and everything. But John Quill was a bastard and her mother didn't know who her father was there was um, a couple of options uh, one of them being a valerian and one of them being someone who was a dark of hair dark of eyes and everything uh, so pretty certain it was the valerian because of her markings and everything so even though she was born a bastard, she was actually giving quite a noble upbringing simply due to the color of her hair and the weight that held. Now, her brother, um, as a child, was sent off to um, squire for um, Rhaegar um, Targaryen. So there was actually like rumors around the land that she was actually a Targaryen because they believed that the two houses had done some sort of some sort of switch, but only her mother knew the truth that she was not a Targaryen, she was a Valerian. And so we go from there. Now she grew up and she actually um Although her mother and everyone tried to kind of push her toward that ladylike um, life of, you know, beautiful dresses and courting people and so on. Instead, she wasn't really into that and would um, often steal her mother's horse early in the morning so that she could go off riding and hunting. Um, but she mainly had a real passion for the, the rookery and for working with the crows that they had. So she actually slept in the, the the top part of the actual the, the the place where they were, so that she had her own rookery, and was really passionate about that and and about that sort of side of things. Um, throughout the years, so 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 eventually she ended up meeting um Florian, 
And the the meeting with Florian sparked a romance, a romance that encouraged many letters to be going back and forward between them. And they would, and her obviously like sleeping like where the rookery was. Um, she could send letters pretty easily. And this went on for a while until the letters eventually did stop. Now, the last she heard um, of Florian was that he was out as part of the Valerian fleet. And she didn't hear anything after that point and had actually feared the worst that something had happened to him out there, um, knowing the, the harshness of the waters and so on. So eventually she ended up beco- becoming betrothed to someone else. And it took, the reason it took so long is that she was pretty like, um, re- re- she was rebelling against this sort of thing. She didn't want to be patrolled to someone else. Um, she only, her heart was only there for one other. And that's why she, she took a while there. And that's, this is when like a lot of different background connections came in for, for, for my character. Because several people were connected to the person that she was patrolled to. Um, so she would have actually met several of the people as they kind of like came and went and everything um, to Maidenspill in the Riverlands, which is where she was. Um, that's the first detail I forgot <laughs> was where she was from. It's, <laughs> it it's tough, of, right? It was Jay. Yeah. Jay came up and it's like, oh, where is it you're from? And I was like, oh, I'm from the Riverlands. So we're about, he was like, we're about the Riverlands. I was like, uh... <laughs> north of the Riverlands? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Let's bullshit. That's the first that she that she came out with. Okay, there's yeah. a lot more to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then of course, um, as the rebellion started, um, keep it in mind the side that she was on, um, her family and everything. She was very much on the side of the Targaryens, um, and the Lannisters. She had a lot of connections to the Lannisters. So she was on the side of the Targaryens and the Lannisters. Knowing that her brother was out there fighting, you know, her father, everyone, you know, there was a lot going on. She had all these quite close connections. Obviously, that all went bad. Rhaegar died. Her brother probably died. She's pretty sure her dad died. Um, They're all gone. The last she heard of the Valyrian fleet was that it was destroyed. The entire fleet was gone. So she kind of accepted that Florian, even though she had not heard of it from him for a long time, that he was probably dead as well. And I believe it was actually her grandmother that got her out of where she was by covering her hair up um, with like some fabric. And they went off and escaped from there. And this is when John Quill had to kind of make her decisions. So this is the next bit of bullshit I came out with because I couldn't remember this at all. <laughs> couldn't remember. I thought she just chose to go to the wall. It was kind of confusing. Oh, I was really? like, I'm pretty sure she chose to go to the wall. But there was a few, there was there was a lot of choices. Like yeah. there was like um, exile. So she could have just like completely left. There was um, becoming like, like going to like, the sept. Mm-hmm. And then there was the wall. And then she was like, well, I'll go to the wall, you know. Yeah. Why not? It's Why closer not than, you know, exile. Because <laughs> that's forever. Um, so let's go to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then she ended up making that that journey or off to the wall. Um, and on the road, she ended up traveling with many people. She traveled with you know, like, like, like a Lannister, which she um, wasn't very happy with after everything just happened there. Yeah, because you just said the Lannisters fought on the side of the Targaryens. They double-crossed, didn't they? 
Right. Yes. So the so the Lannisters, so, but the Lannisters were, family. So sorry, you go yeah. ahead. Yeah, you're probably yeah. better than so me. The Lannisters fought on the side of the Targaryens. They were tasked with um protecting King's Landing. Um and they were also tasked with protecting the king as well, as the hand of the king was um a Lannister. So they were um tasked with protecting everything there. Now what the and um, along with that, this is where the Dorne comes into it because Dorne came in um, under the protection of the Lannisters fighting alongside them when they turned at the last minute and that's when um, they ended up killing um, the, um, the princesses and things the like beautiful that, yeah. princess yeah. of Dorne, um, Elia, um, her children, um, yeah. every, it just went... Yeah. And of course, um, Jimmy Lannister, the Kingslayer, now known as the Kingslayer, um, killed the Mad King. Yeah. And so, traveling on the road alongside a Lannister was a little bit tricky. Um, but also, she had somebody there from Bear Island, and they very much supported um, Robert Baratheon. And this was when the fun started because whenever John Cole referred to him, she would just refer to him as the usurper. The usurper, yeah. She was the usurper and mm. that was that. And this is where the role play started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, like you said, we, we basically... I think I couldn't... Because people were going right where you're from and it was like where you were picked up from. I was, I was actually picked up in the Riverlands, but I ended up just going... You were, with... like, next to me for six months, apparently? Apparently, like, what the fuck? yeah. So, you know, yeah, I screwed up a little bit there because I ended up going with the people that were picked up from the Crownlands, so I ended up being, getting picked up with, like... things didn't make any difference. Like, I could have been picked up at any it... any point, so... For our characters, if you had travelled with us, it wouldn't have had the same effect. No, it wouldn't. And I think we should have been in two separate groups yeah. anyway because that's... That's what was yeah. just so cool about so, it. Yeah. So I mentioned that like the weather before, like the weather was just perfect for that. So it was it was it was in the daytime it was mild enough, you know, for January. You know, uh it was so it was a little bit it was nippy enough that you could comfortably wear quite a few layers and basically everyone at um all the Night's Watch, uh they all wear black, right? That they are known as uh by the wildlings as crows because they wear um, all black and it's usually like big thick gambas and so like kit for this for this one so that they have a cool um like i to be honest i think because i kind of was quite confident with kit i didn't really look too much into it um but for new people coming to this type of this the gate this the game that these people run um you know on their website by the way like you know uh you know empire you know i i i love you very much but the the um i LARP website is uh, is so good. <laughs> it's, it's oh yeah, like when we were kit and everything, they had so they had this perfect breakdown, um, which kind of catered to everyone's sort of um ways of um, absorbing information. They had everything written down. Mm. They had links, different sort of things, yeah. but then they also had just a really straightforward photo by photo of you know base layers, next layers. Then you can do this. Then you can do that. And I was just like perfect yeah. so we were just we lucked out as well because we well, i already had all my kit I, <laughs> I bought one shirt that was literally all i bought for this event what did i buy i bought um well, the fur, which was i bought the fur yeah. um and i bought the cloak but for my empire character i yeah. needed the cloak anyway yeah. so i bought a cloak and i bought a fur and i think that's well, actually, no, I bought a few other little bits and things, but I mean, I just got like 
um really sort of um cheap wool looking dresses and skirts and things like that but like oliver said we already had black gambesons um we already had black boots black boots black trousers black leather black black trousers we had everything basically i just took all the red and gold off my of my dornish kit um Mm. which by the way you mentioned the like the kingdom of dawn in a song of ice and fire Right, my empire brain was like a little bit confused on that first <laughs> night because people, because obviously, and then there's other players that also I play with empire with, were going around being like, "Oh, I'm the Dornish person." The Dor-, and I was like, my brain was just like, "No, like." It was when someone, and I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody who I know is like a marcher player, and they were like talking, talking, Dorn, yeah. and my brain just went marchers and Dorn. <laughs> couldn't break from it yeah yeah spelt different they sound very similar when when people are people are shouting them in larp um mm. anyway i thought i would i would i would bring that up uh so uh yeah so it was, it was back to the weather it was mild enough that you could uh you know it, it wasn't like so so cold and windy or rainy that it was just miserable being outside it was pleasant to be outside in all like your thick gamisons and your gloves and your cloaks and things like that so it was good enough that you could like role play that it was yeah we're, we're heading north it's getting cold and it, we we started off in the dark so we're all taken off into the woods um one thing i'll say about this weekend because this was our first time on this site um it was the immersion was high for us because we we got we, you were pretty much lost we we don't know the the environment at all so it, it was like our f- fresh eyes on this landscape as i was site. lost the whole time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even i'm just looking the for the the um the veterans being like oh, where did I go? <laughs> yeah yeah oh this is a good time to to talk about the the archetypes as well so mm-hmm. um there was uh was there three or just the two there's only the two right no can i quickly check you can quickly check what, yeah, yeah. what other position did you think? The three orders. We've got the rangers, builders, uh, yep. yep. stewards, got that bit. Um, three ranks. Here we go. The conscripts, the sworn swords, and the veterans. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, three. Because a sworn sword is not a veteran, because we were technically sworn swords. Yeah, we in the veterans. end. Yeah, in the end, yeah. we were. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're a sworn sword when you take your oath. You know, when you take the black, basically, when you take your, your, your oath, uh, which we'll get to. Um, they had basically it's from what it looked like there was most pretty much all of us was conscripts apart from like about there must have only been about 10 veterans or something uh yeah i think yeah. so there wasn't like a huge number mm. of veterans yeah. by um, the way there was like 40 there was like 40 players basically yeah yeah so it was, it's, this is definitely a smaller um, more intimate style larp uh, so the majority of us were conscripts, i.e., people that are literally coming to the wall. We were led there by um, uh, crew members that were playing. Obviously, that that was the thing as well. I wasn't overly sure who was playing crew and who was who was playing as well, which was quite. Oh fun, my gosh, you know? I I couldn't I couldn't tell at all. That yeah. was amazing. Um, so yeah, so like in the story, um, obviously all these people that are sent to the wall, some are criminals and everything. You don't really expect them just to make their way to the wall. So a a, a veteran, um, or like a sworn sword would travel them travel from the wall to go and pick people up mm-hmm. from all all different areas so mm-hmm. somebody that you travel down usually they go to like different jail cells different like um jails and things like that 
where a lot of people that were picked up from like of Harren Hall and things like that. Mm. And then they were brought up together as one big group. And you're traveling for a while together. So you kind of get to know one another. Yeah. So the, so the, the idea was that we were told um, that, so time in was at, was at nine, time out was at 1 a.m. We were told there was going to be no combat. Um, it was literally going to be uh, all just all role play. Um, so we walked through through the woods and we arrived at so on site they have like little like western style uh buildings don't they so like little yeah. so again this is pitch black uh nighttime but it is it is clear as well so there's like stars out there is a full moon out as oh, well which gave yeah, us a like, little honestly, light honestly it's like zero light pollution clear sky stars full moon we had like a roaring fire there was like little lanterns around the place. Yeah. It was it was pretty magical yeah. actually, so the, and you got a slight crisp in the air. So it was yeah. just right. So so the western town was fizzrepping, uh, Molestown, which is a town that the Night's Watch frequent um, to go and get their booze and get their groove on and all other <laughs> all other types of uh, all other types of things. You know, even though that you know they, they they basically swear, but they don't swear celibacy. Basically, that that, that was the joke that was always going around. It's basically oh we'll, yeah, we'll get to the oath. we'll get to the oath but this so it, this was Molestown and we had it's funny like I said going about like crew and players I was getting confused because some people were crewing um but they were playing they're also playing conscripts or veterans and then a lot of people who were crewing were playing the locals in Molestown um and uh what <laughs> what was funny is that as soon as we came in the, the players who were playing the veterans as well uh as well as the crew that were playing the veterans their job was obviously then to look at all the conscripts and basically start recruiting us for the different, um, uh, the different, uh, what are they called? Different, um, ranks. Ranks. Yeah. The different, uh, um, 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 different, uh, orders. Yeah. They, so they... we've got three different orders. Okay. So you've got your builders mm-hmm. who, um or tasks obviously we're building things but mainly with things like um make like because the, the wall is made of ice and it's constantly melting the builders are tasked with a lot of that sort of upkeep yeah. you've got your stewards which um are there to do quite a lot of tasks really they're there to do like your medical sort of things um but also things yeah. like they can read and write for the most part um, yeah both orders you... are very they're very broad but they're like what one is one is more academic and uh um people based as in like oh they, yeah they're going to be the readers and writers they're also going to be the people that like clean the latrines and uh do the laundry and the builders yeah they do the building but they're also the ones that are going to repair they're going to do the general repairs of things they're going to be the ones fixing latrines and things like that <laughs> and then your your third one is the the rangers um and your rangers their main task is to go beyond the wall their main task is to carry out all those sort of things um if people need to go beyond the wall for any reason the rangers tend to go they tend to kind of know the land a bit and have those connections around outside the wall as well yeah um they cool also ones. do most of the, re- the the recruiting as well don't they like yeah i mean i i'm assuming they would be sending rangers um but the thing is it's it's supposed to be all big one big thing and like uh so in role play obviously people are and 
I don't know, like, most people were getting, like, the the, the people who were playing the, the veteran builders were were going hard on their on their pitches. The builders' pitches were, were spot on, because I'm assuming that, uh, well, I mean, it, the, the rangers were going to be the popular one, because we're all, we're all there to laugh and fight, and, you know, the, the, the main characters in the, the TV show and things like that. Jon Snow becomes a ranger and things like that. Everyone wants to be a ranger because you go out and you adventure and you fight and things like that. Jon no, Snow? I know he was a steward, but you know what I mean? He, he wanted, that was the idea. He wanted oh, to be okay, a ranger okay. <laughs> and he was, he was annoyed that he was a steward because he wanted to be like, oh yeah, I'm going off and fighting and things like that because that's what they do. Um, but yeah, so the, 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 the players and the crew that were the builders, uh, I think it was all the, I think, I, I don't know, I think most play, most of the um, veteran builders were actually players actually um but uh yeah that their pitch was really strong and i think i had a lot of people getting strong pitches from the stewards as well so the strongest pitch i got well i mean i became a ranger so <laughs> spoiler um but the, the builder's pitch was just beautiful like, one of them came up and he gave just this incredible pitch I was like, I want to be a builder just so I can carry on chatting to you because this is just like, this is great. You're you're convincing me. Yeah. And what was more so is the fact that when he left, he was like, you know, the Rangers will be after you, the Stuarts will probably be after you as well. But um, out of the two of them, I'd say go for the Rangers, much better. And he gave me all this like information, which made me be like, hey, now I trust you. So now I want to be a builder because I trust you. Oh, that was his plan all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I I knew, I knew we, we'd all like it, when it came to like the game. I knew like we weren't like the stewards weren't going to be actually larping cleaning latrines. Yeah. I was. I knew I wasn't going to be larping like fixing a wall. You know, I knew we weren't going to be lap. But like as I was role playing, I was like, I think most of us were like, oh no, we want to be the rangers. And the rangers definitely got oversubscribe because they wanted you know everyone wanted to be rangers um and obviously there was a few uh people that wanted to lop healers so then they they went that they definitely went steward like straight away and went oh no i'm gonna be steward because i want to lop as a healer this weekend yeah um but well, like, go on what, what was really interesting like, like my backstory and everything it definitely geared towards stewards but 100 mm -hmm. i could read that really clearly that's what it was gearing towards I took all that information. I was like, right, who am I at this point? Am I this sort of like snooty sort of like noble at this point? Is that how I'm feeling, even though I'm not a noble? Or because I'm reading the fact that I would, you know, steal horses and go off um, hunting and exploring and do dangerous things. Like, where am I more geared to? Even though I could read, I could write, and I had my own rookery, which would be perfect for the stewards. I was like, no. I left that life behind and I feel like my character wouldn't want to kind of like carry on doing something that was so linked to that life that she had those memories of her family as she would be in the rookery and things like that plus I wanted to be a ranger <laughs> yeah so I I knew that the um the the rangers were going to be way oversubscribed. I I honestly couldn't I, I didn't really care too much I was like oh yeah you know it makes sense that Florian would want to uh join John Quill um out being a ranger um but to be honest like obviously at first we came in completely different uh parts didn't we and we were role playing in Molestown for quite a while before we actually interacted so uh we I, I was like I, I don't think I actually 
like out of character spotted you for quite a while <laughs> to be honest you know we were we were milling about and i, I kind of knew that you were like on the other side so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go role play over here now my role play for my character uh you, you i could have gone a lot of different ways with the character i could i could have played him very like outgoing could have played him very um kind of nasty i could have there's it gave me a lot of scope really the way that the backstory is written um i wanted to be a a bit more of an observant character especially like my first time laughing in this in this setting with the this group of people as well and i kind of wanted to play that uh more kind of uh yeah quiet kind of brooding type anyway because i i felt like florian doesn't want to be there like basically Florian has worked really hard all his life uh to get to where he got to you know far, you know he was he was you know he was legitimized as a noble and he was going places and he was having a great life and then suddenly this you know so I'm like why would I be like you know I, there's there's no reason for me to be like oh happy you know cheery and and chatting to people so I there was lots of my backstory and what I kind of had in my head that Florian thought about things but I didn't say and unless someone was pressing me and to be honest like no one really pressed me that much um there was a few people that uh, I was kind of waiting for people to like, ask me the question twice almost you know like some people would come and be like oh hey you know you know what what brought you here or blah, blah, blah. and I'd be like you know I'd pick the wrong damn side basically and people would impress me much more. Like I would have probably given opinions on like the rebellion and and Robert and things like that. People were like poking at me, which I expected people to do more. But everyone was there was I was expecting a little more, lot more drama on that first night. I was expecting a lot more, and there was there was definitely people like having fist fights. I got a lot of drama that first night. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very much just like I, I was kind of brooding by the fire a lot of it, um, and. I was getting backstories from uh, people. Uh, then they did a, they did a thing where they were doing a, a register as well, like to make sure everyone was there. And that was the moment where I saw it. Did you clock me from across the? Right. Okay. I had a lot before I clocked you there, like a lot. I know, but I'm just um, saying, did you clock me from like? At what point? When, like, when they, we when actually they... met? No, 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 no. When they when they read our names out because obviously oh, no yeah because they said your name for whatever reason they didn't say my name but they said your name and i, I was matter, i was like right? i was like staring I... you out but i didn't know whether you noticed me or not no no i didn't mm. see you mm. because when they said my name i almost expected something and i was like oh maybe he didn't hear it or something and um, because i didn't know where you were at all i i'd clocked you once or twice but I wasn't actively looking for you because I was like, you know what? If it happens, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I did not see you in that point. Mm -hmm. So what did you what did you do up until that point? Um so um when like I'd like first come into it, so I when we were traveling in, I was traveling in with someone from Bear Island, um, played by Maz who we've had on before and um Maz was awesome with this because I was very much like my role play like when we were like asked what like um why you came to all everything um obviously like I did hear that a bit like the whole I fought on the wrong side and things like that 
I was just like, I refuse to bend the knee to that usurper. And I literally led with that each time. I was going for it. I was mm. like, bring it. And Mas is playing someone from Bear Island who had volunteered to come here and fully backed Robert Baratheon. And we just hit against each other at that first bit. And it was quite interesting coming into it like that. Which this is relevant for this whole relationship that builds on that. Mm. But yeah, we were very much like, okay. Um, and then when I first came into it, I was a little bit like, I must have looked a wee bit lost, kind of wandering around. Because I was like, okay, I know people, but I don't know people. So I know people out of character. I don't know them here. Yeah. And I was a little bit like, okay, what do I do? Luckily, Elle saved me very quickly because Elle came over and just started role-playing really well yeah. and decided to recruit me into the Rangers. Yeah, so and Elle, Elle was crewing, right? So Elle did was you, Did you know that Elle was crewing? When... I knew Elle was crewing. Right. I knew Elle was crewing. Um, so when she came over, um, she ended up being like, okay, let's see what you've got. And she took me off to the side. <laughs> she dropped all her weapons apparently all her weapons and we got into a fight and she started doing a lot of fighting now out of character um l is a pretty awesome fighter she knows her she knows what she's doing and she ended up we basically did like a few sort of like um almost like sort of fun interactions where it was like okay you're trying to like get my shoulders you're trying to get my knees you're trying to do this and we we almost like got into that kind of like close sort of like i've not done a lot of that before either so it was quite cool to do that and she gave me a lot of like genuine advice and it was great fun until she pulled the dagger out um and then she turned the dagger around to hand it to me to tell me that i should protect myself tonight i just gave me a few because we weren't armed because obviously we're technically prisoners right with yeah yeah um i wasn't armed like Mm. so we were kind of like and she gave me it and told me to hide it somewhere and i was like that was pretty cool so cool um and she kind of like eyed over at these sort of like starks that are turned out she's like "Hmm." don't not don't like the fact that there's starks here so l was playing at this point because l played like three thousand people this weekend so at this point she was playing um (laughs) this ranger um, I, who had been near the wall for two years now, I believe. And um, she was very capable. And we were there in Molestown and she knew like a lot of people and was able to introduce me to people. And we were able to form this sort of a relationship at this early stage, which was good because I really needed that to be able to have the confidence to kind of go out and start role playing, to be fair. I didn't quite have the confidence at that point and I needed that little bit of help. And she really did give that to me so that I then felt like, oh, I can role play with people now. And at that point, I hadn't decided what my character was going to act like either. So it gave me it gave me an idea of how my character was going to act. Um, although I was at this point a bit more sheepish than I would have liked. But that's fine because of the the, the, um, the, the next day, there's it works out fine. Um, and yeah, so I kind of like to do that with her. Then I ended up just like kind of absorbing different bits and chatting to quite a few people. I had the builders come up. I had some very strong pitches from them and that was really fun and exciting. And we did all like the ranger chat and everything. I got introduced to all the different rangers and things and was able 
to like really push my point yeah so i i didn't know what you were going to what you're going to do like everyone had like connections in their backstories like even the the npcs had uh backstories for their the characters they were playing and everyone had like connections and there was it was obviously set up that everyone had like tension as well in their connections yeah. and so <laughs> i actually expected more kind of uh people going crazy i didn't know what you were gonna do i thought you were gonna come up and like slap me or something like that because really for me like i was just gonna be sullen because i was like oh no she's here what for, for, for one point my my character was obviously devastated that you were at the wall because yeah. like how the hell did you end up here but also yeah i the last time we interacted i didn't write you back so you know it wasn't for me to like go off be like be like ah what the hell so um i kind of expect so, you to come up and like slap me or something well if it had been earlier in the night yes but at this point john quill had witnessed three different fist fights and they looked ridiculous <laughs> and the last thing she'd said is she'd literally well like in, in her opinion mm -hmm. like um our character yeah it was brilliant like all the interactions and stuff there was just so cool but she kind of kind of um almost felt a wee bit like embarrassed by that and she had like turned to ellen was like yeah you will not see me solving things like that tonight you know sort of thing and because she'd already like made that statement and was quite like adamant about it and she'd already seen um l get into like a full-on fight with someone else ended up being a crew member you're amazing by the way crew member uh, i don't didn't get your name crew member with the uh white hair absolutely amazing that was so cool to watch and i yeah that totally caught me off by surprise um yeah so at this point she'd heard many stories she'd been there all night been hours had passed and she saw you and it was almost like this want to hit you but at the same time she's almost realizing like wow i've never actually stopped loving you and you're here you're alive because she thought you were dead and all night she's been speaking to strangers and then you appear and it was just almost quite magical in a sense where she was just like ah, i want to hit you at the same time, I just, just want to hug you. Like, <laughs> what? What'd you say? I said you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, you know what? In this moment, I don't care what's happened. We're here. We're in Molestown. We've had a few drinks. It's the end of the night. Um, I'm heading back with you, and we'll deal with the rest of it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much what then happened. Yeah, there's <laughs> not really much else to say about the, the, the rest of that night because we've already mm -hmm. like taken up so much time talking up to this point. Um, yeah, we... so let's let's like skip them because like that was pretty much like the night right is there anything that we're missing yeah us? apart from the fact like you can camp there people were camping mm. but we decided to get a hotel and i'm so glad we did uh so <laughs> we drove back to our night even though I mean, like, yeah, yeah yeah okay 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 i'm glad we got a hotel also annoyed i meant to grab someone and be like hey can i see inside your hut <laughs> because it looks so cool because it's like proper buildings that people are staying in yeah um so like the proper buildings that people are staying look amazing um but I yeah mean, they're not I buildings really... buildings they're like 
the, you know, the, there was there was like uh, like sheds. Have you ever been little wooden yeah. sheds? That's probably a better way of describing it, actually. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, I was very glad to get a really hot shower that night. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> though we only had like four hours of sleep that night, because basically because of our lack of um lack of organization on the friday night and because we were running basically an hour behind oh. uh, we did not eat so we, eat. we didn't I have dinner day. yeah so like, it... i went all day at work without eating i think i had i had half a on that day i had half a tub of peanut butter yeah because i was the I same yeah because i kind of thought to myself well i don't need to worry so i'm probably gonna pig out on like a mcdonald's or something at, on our way down to the LARP and we just, you know, because we were running late getting out the door and then we was like, oh no, now we need to be there like a, a lot earlier than I thought so we just didn't have, so yeah, we basically didn't didn't eat, we got, you know, some some people gave us some some snacks um, when yeah, we told thank them. you by yeah. the way to those yeah, people. Anyone that gave us snacks <laughs> it was greatly appreciated, but yeah, by the time we finished the game uh, on the Friday night and then, you know, it was like half half past midnight and then you know the heart the the 15 20 minute drive back to the hotel um which the car park wasn't at the hotel you had to park in a parking complex then walk to the hotel yeah uh, and then we you know we stopped at mcdonald's on the way out um just to to eat so by the time we actually uh, showered and got into bed it was like almost 3 a.m and we're like well, well what, what we're saying really what our complaint is is while some of you were in your tents in the cold, Freezing, yeah. um, we were complaining about the fact that we were sitting after just having hot showers, watching American Dad eating McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but what I mean, it, it's, the, the complaint is only that we didn't really have much sleep because the like, timing was at 10. We got a whole four hours and 23 minutes. Yeah, we're fine. yeah. So timing was at 10. And it's not just a case of just rolling out of bed. You know, we need to get, you know, get things like makeup and things like that on and um get get kind of semi into kit and then head back down so on the saturday we were told it was going to be a time jump uh so obviously the, the uh the, the idea that uh we are going to the wall we are the watchers on the wall right they they're not they weren't able to fizz rep and like the wall <laughs> because it is why not <laughs> how, how how high is the wall supposed to be in the, oh the oh wall? oh no i need i need to know this okay 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 quick quick like I want to say, like, um, like in my head, it's probably wrong, but the number is like one hundred twenty-seven, um, something feet. Let, let, let me have a look. Um, Twenty-seven something feet. How I is the? It's wall definitely it's definitely higher than that. Game of Thrones. In the seven hundred feet. Seven hundred feet. There was a seven there somewhere, there right? Seven, I knew yeah. there was a seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's 700 feet um high and 300 miles long yeah so we were told we were going to do like a time jump uh it's been two weeks so it's been two weeks since we we were at mole town um and we started off with like a bit of a training it was like a training mm. montage thing we all went we was like gathered around and started training we did lots of fighting so this is a good time to talk about the fighting uh so oh my gosh yeah um so in this game there wasn't any uh combat mechanics no combat mechanics at all it's 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 theatrical combat or like cinematic combat um a lot of people said like the the, the idea of the game a lot of the games the the feast your eyes and i do are um 
movie simulation, basically. That's what they're doing. Uh, so it's not about like, oh, how many hit points do I have to do this or that. It is basically you are the hero of the story, you know, and everyone else is the hero of their story, including the crew. The crew also players as well. And it is about giving everybody else and yourself the best time possible, um, which means that it was it wasn't like competitive fighting at all. There was maybe one or two like bits of competitive fighting, but it was all about looking, making everything look really cool and really badass, which I actually prefer <laughs> to like Empire Combat. I like Empire Combat. I love Empire Combat. Um, but I, I'll, I will gush over the the um, my experience uh, with the combat in this game a lot as we talk about it. Um, but yeah, we we did a uh, a big old training montage, um, and then we were then sworn in as as sworn swords of the Night's Watch. The idea being that we'd you know had our had our basic training basically and then we all got to uh go and take a knee and say the oath uh the famous oath from the from the show and the books can i just say before we get to the oath mm. um this is my first experience grappling so i'd never done anything like this before and i certainly hadn't ever done that kind of theatrical fight where you're clearly using the hilt of a sword to try and like you know bash someone's jaw in and stuff like that and like that was that was a lot of fun but like i really loved like the grappling so Elle and i did like a load of grappling and everything and we got down on the ground um our swords were gone and we were just like beating each other up but you and i did like a lot of really cool like grappling scenes and everything where like you like picked me up and then i was on the ground i used my feet to like kick your chest and like send you off and it was like like so much fun doing that yes like yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. so like the, <laughs> the, the 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 rules the rule set is like you know if you're you know if if you are hit act like you've been hit you know and there was a lot of like this it, it like... was a rule of cool wasn't it yeah. it was like if someone comes up with a huge or be like Ugh! like bringing that down and everything react yeah you know and like give them that because that it, it was really cool yeah <laughs> and it was it was way easier to like pull blows like i barely mm -hmm. touched any like like you didn't need like you could the thing is with um i'll say this now to get this out of the way with with the combat system like empire has where you have hit points yeah um, it becomes a little bit of like a point a point scoring it's like you know we've talked about it with loads it's like it's like karate or kickboxing point fighting or muay thai where it's just like touch point touch point um so it doesn't matter how like cool you look it's like people will just like flick their sword just to get a point and then people are very conservative with their yeah. actions because they go oh if i overreach and I just get tapped, then that's a hit point from me, and I could die and lose my character. And this character, I've invested thousands of pounds into costume on this piece of on this count on this character. Um, whereas this type of combat, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do a like a roll, and uh, and then if I get into yeah. a situation where someone's coming, another person's coming out with a spear, I'm like, oh no, and I get to roll well, like, out the way. And what I got a lot as well this time was like. I had not hit several people and they were acting like I'd hit them because I had done like this really cool, like big theatrical hit and I just missed them. But they, they instantly acted like I had hit them. So and the cool. pool, it was just yeah. so much more fun. It really was. Like, yeah, so like an example of that is a lot of the time when, when you went to go and just hack at someone's leg, the 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 person you're fighting would 
obviously then pretend that you hacked their leg instead mm. of a bit like Empire. I mean, people do react in Empire like that, but they're not going to go... I, I know it's like go... the shouting as well, the amount of people being like, ah, you've taken my arm off and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm is... now picturing your arm off and it's gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's, yeah, there's, we did the training, uh, we got sworn in. Uh, so those of us who, who served the, the new gods were sworn in. Um, the 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 Ironborn stood in a bucket to do their their oaths, which I thought was hilarious. That we had like a couple of <laughs> it was good. It was a good spread of um, backstories as well that we had. We had people from all over the Seven Kingdoms, which is really yeah. really cool. Which means we we had lots of people like bringing in that little bit of uh, culture. I think a lot of people, even though that there, there was like tension, you know, a lot of it was like whispered at this point because it was like a time jump. So mm. people were going, oh yeah, you know, I'm not still not keen on that Lannister, still not keen on that Ironborn, still not so. Um, so, so, so this is where, like I was saying before, myself and the uh, and Miles from Fear Island, we obviously like didn't see eye to eye at start and everything, but it now been three weeks, and during these three weeks, we clearly got in quite close, almost to the point where we kind of trusted to the, to the point where we didn't really bring up the rebellion around one another because we accepted we had those different views and we'd almost developed a bit of a friendship there that was quite cool. Um, plus, we both ended up becoming rangers. Um, which was which was really cool. Um, so obviously I became a ranger and you became a builder. Yeah, but basically, I mean, no, 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 like um, nothing, nothing against the builders. Like the, the 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 people that were playing the veteran builders uh, were such good role players. Oh my god, uh, they were really <laughs> like all four of them, all four of you. Uh, if if any of you are watching this, just like re- really really good, brought the brought that veteran role play. Like saying, it was a different tier. Like saying, when you played a conscript, you could just like you were a little bit more like technically subservient and a little bit, you know, you just you didn't really have to like step up too much. But like the sworn swords were like you know that they were expected to like take the lead. Obviously, they were they were in a leadership kind of role. Um, and that they were all great. But yeah, I I was literally just put because I didn't really put my name down for for any of them so i was just like oh whatever i'll fill um any spot and i'm i'm so glad i ended up in the builders to be honest because it was good because you and i also because i because i was like i i know we're going to do this podcast as well i'm like no this would be good because then i'll get the view of like a different you know we'll be separate a lot of the time so we'll get we'll get different viewpoints on the game although most of the game was played together. There, there was hardly ever a time where we were apart as like, oh, these are the builders, these are the stewards, these are the, these are the rangers. Um, okay, yeah, so like obviously we like um we did our oath and everything, and like the oath itself is really long. There's a lot of different parts to it, and I thought I'd remembered it all, but not quite. But luckily, they had actually printed off oaths for everybody to like um put out. This is quite cool because I actually witnessed like a bit of like fun role play there because it kind of went oh like people might have to share, and then um, I think like some of us almost kind of went like out of character. Well, like yeah, obviously we'll share, but then a few people just do that straight as in character. Like I don't share, so. <laughs> get your own. <laughs> it was quite funny. So we did our whole oath. It was all lovely. The Ironborn stood in a bucket, and we then had like our first sort of like um big thing because. We're missing a load of people. Now, if you run away, okay, so if you are like a deserter, um, you risk getting your head cut off if you're sworn in. 
So this is where the fine print comes into it. So if you're like, a, if you've already sworn your oath and you've sworn in and then you run off, you could risk getting executed. But if you've not sworn in yet, you know, it's a bit of leeway there. So we all split off into two big groups to hunt down all these people that had kind of gone missing. And our group, we were able to find people and they were kind of like hiding out in the bushes and things. And we were able to find them and they gave us a story and everything as to what happened. Um, saying that they had gone off out to find someone else who had run off and that one of them had been hit on the head and they were concussed. Now, unfortunately, the one who had been concussed had sworn their oath the night before. Therefore, they were a sworn sword. So everyone was then brought back and the verdict was kind of read out and everything. And this is where things got rather difficult and a bit confusing, I think, for some people because people were like, well, I thought they did much worse than this person and so on. But everybody that had run off were given the opportunity to swear in. But the person who'd already sworn their oath lost their head because they had technically deserted the wall. So they had ran off, they lost their head, and it was an execution in front of everyone. Their rights were read out and everything else. And it was almost like a bit of an example to everyone as to what was actually happening. And some people um, were like, yes, okay. Some people were like a bit confused and other people were like, wow. So if I leave this post, I'm instantly going to be classed as a deserter. And a, 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 a provoked a lot of role play from that point onwards as to um what was happening and everything um yeah so we like obviously did all that and then it was time to to head out properly um after that was there anything else that happened there before i like no no yeah like uh, yeah our our people were like i'm pretty sure our people were completely guilty but it was completely uneventful and i'm pretty sure your people were completely innocent and (laughs) they got a load of crap for it well they swore well the the one person swore their oath therefore so Mm. We then headed out because we saw the rangers and the builders and the stewards um, all had their own objectives. Um, So we had our objectives and we had to head out and um, fulfill those objectives. Now, first of all, we had to go north of the wall. This is because people who worship the old gods need to swear their oath in front of a weirwood tree, which is kind of like like a tree with eyes that would bleed. And you don't get any weirwood trees where we were there. You have to go north of the wall to be able to find one. So the rangers were tasked with um, protecting those who were heading out and to lead us out north of the wall. And then um, the, I believe the builders were tasked with locating some ponies because they needed some um, ponies to um, breed and because the, the, the wall was kind of short on ponies at this point. Am I right? Yeah, so the, the orders came from the uh, Knight Commander uh, of the Knight's Watch. Um, the, uh, the the fact that they had to swear to the Weirwood Tree was just convenient because we needed to head to the north of the wall anyway Yeah. Um, to do that. But our main objectives... I think so the Rangers had to... Uh, the Knight Commander... And it was, it was weird because, like, as... As the um, plot 
unraveled. I'm surprised not more people were questioning the Night Commander um, because Night Commander basically <laughs> sent us off pretty much to die. Like, so, you know, he sent us off to figure out what the Fens were up to. So the Fens are a tribe of wildlings that were moving south. That was, So the ranger's job was to uh, kind of figure out what they were doing and protect us I along the way. I changed. But I might be wrong here. People correct me. No, no, that's just why. Our job told. was nothing to do with the fence. That started once we got beyond the wall. Because we didn't know what was happening with mm. the fence until we got beyond the wall. God knows. My understanding is that we were just told that we were there to make sure everybody could safely say some words in front of a tree. Mm -hmm. Like that was like our understanding. The then stuff happened later and then there was a bit of a change. Yeah. But at that point, unless I'm wrong, because I didn't hear the mention of then until quite a bit later. Well, instantly. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, until we uh, had our orders and left and started our journey. Yeah yeah so yeah and there, there was another time jump so we 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 uh left and obviously we we had gone through the wall which was the reason one of the reasons for the time jump we'd gone through the wall now we're north of the wall um and uh yeah we were traveling to a settlement uh were we go no hang on were we no, going to the no, settlement? We weren't. no we weren't no we weren't going to the settlement. so we have been traveling and there was a bit of a rule of three happening here because i believe we've been traveling for approximately three days yeah and yeah, so I think it's important to say, OC, we are, to, to to rep this, we are, like, leaving and we are walking through, like, miles of woodland in a big loop, although it didn't feel like a loop, but I, because we were new to this site, it felt like we just walked miles, you know, away from where we were going, so we yeah. were, like, on this massive, like, and we had all the Night's Watch, uh, all us all in our uh, black kit, kind of, like, um, you know, good, like, good 40, 50 strong uh walking through these woods which is pretty cool yeah i know definitely i mean like so we're heading out and then like the encounters kind of started and so north of the wall the people north of the world are referred to as wildlings and the wildlings are all in separate clans and no two clans are alike which is quite interesting because coming from where we come which is south of the wall while a wildling's wildling so this is the first bit of like education if you like that comes into it is the fact that there's all these different clans and they're all very different now the main ones that we end up fighting are the fens the fens are cannibals and they are pretty nasty and the fens typically do not get on with any other wildling clan which makes them quite unique yeah. because the other wildling clans will have you know, they'll have dealings, they'll get along, they'll trade, they'll do things. But they, the one thing that they're united against is the fact that they hate Thens. And the one thing that Thens are united against is that they hate everyone. And yeah, so we ended up fighting Thens. Now, our first interaction, we were fighting, we heard someone screaming for help. And I, in character, was like, probably just another wild thing. I don't care about that. I'm not risking my life for that. Yeah, so th th this was like classic um, RPG uh, encounter. <laughs> Building our first encounter was like walking through the woods. You hear a scream for help. And uh, then the enemies all come running out. And yeah, well, this is our first contact with uh, the Fen, which I... So I believe that... We, so like the Sworn Swords, they knew about the Fen. 
they they know who the Fen are because that we were getting a, basically there was a lot of role play being like oh well you know this is far down for the Fen to be and the the, the thing that's important in this story is that the Fen don't speak the common tongue whereas the other wildlings yeah. do speak the common tongue so they're all uh, speaking in their language I can't remember what the language is called um, but yeah we we end up saving this other wildling. Uh, from them and that's when we experience this like you know th- this this type of larp combat which i um completely love uh you mm. basically if you if you feel like you've been injured you've been injured you know if you want to give you know th- this one thing they send the brief as well if you've been injured uh you know make sure that you're giving the healers role play as well you know so <laughs> so people were getting like you know stabbed and and uh having having ears ripped off and and things like that um and yeah there was a there, there was quite an intense little uh little scrap in the woods there uh then we we spoke to this uh in fact actually do you want to carry on um i'm i'm, I'm struggling from the I'm, i think they were called like the marsh things or something okay so yeah right. i got a little bit confused because i don't know whether people got confused marsh. or they had several names marsh. because marsh so they were the marsh walkers well, I keep wanting to say Marsh Walker, and I think I'm actually... Com- I'm, I'm, but the reason I'm saying Marsh Walker is because isn't that a thing in Empire? No, it I'm is, but I'm not entirely sure that. whether that's because well, that's why people were calling them Marsh Walkers. I, don't I know thought they were Marshlings. I thought that's what they were. But I don't I don't know. We A lot of people were calling marsh them Marsh people. Walkers, yeah. So the, we, we the had marsh a Marsh people. person, yeah. and they had a um, clan. Their clan was nearby. So now the clan that was nearby is one that the Night's Watch regularly interact with, they trade with. So they trade, for example, um, they'll trade things that we can get, like certain like fabrics and materials and things like that, um, over for what they can get north of the wall. And it's a it's a positive relationship. Or so we were like fed to believe that we um had this relationship and went over and we entered this um their their little area and what was striking first of all is that everything we'd fought so far was quite heavily armored these people were not armored they were not um warriors as such they were farmers but that was unusual like in in in, like in world that was unusual that the fens were heavily armored it wasn't unusual that the marshlings were not armored it was unusual that the fens were heavily armored armored. yeah Yeah, as well yeah um so were in there and first of all some of them were like welcoming the crows with open arms like yes come in other ones were like why are you here and there was a lot of interesting role play there because you never knew like what people were saying keep it in mind we had grown up south of the wall it's lots of different sort of like customs south of the wall the one thing that was really wonderful and i want to give a big shout out to every single npc here was the obsession with the birds yeah the birds yeah whenever you looked around if you just caught a glimpse of an npc they were looking up at the birds and it was beautifully dumb because there was no actual birds there i fully believe there was birds there um so in game of thrones lore you um get people who can basically put their souls into animals and these people can use these animals to spy on people to attack people just um, run around and have a good time or to just run around having a good time yeah those yeah. are basic things that they can do um game of thrones the main main one is like 
Brandon Stark um, in the books, it's all the Stark kids can all turn to wolves. So it like it gives you a bit of a cool sort of like you know, and they are um. But yes, they put their spirit. They put their spirit into like a wolf. They don't like turn yeah. into a wolf or anything. No, like they put right their now. spirit into it. So they, they're physical beings. So like, there's a physical person sitting there somewhere, looking like they're almost asleep, but their spirit is inside an animal, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. So quite interesting so basically yeah that's why i was looking for the birds the birds were spying on us and you know and so on so we're there and we have like a lot of really unique role play and everything and this was so much fun by the way like role playing with everyone um i feel like i made a bit of a friend here what did did you think of the oc settings we haven't said that oh oh my god like i i was fully immersed like yeah oc i actually forgot where i was if that made sense yeah. like um... yeah i just meant like because we, we had like so so this because you said oh yeah the the um the clan is nearby but like they, they, yeah so we they, they were actually had the marsh walker settlement um i think it's like what well, they use like a, they call it like the biking village so there's like mm-hmm. um again like little sheds and things like that different from where we were on the oh, Friday yeah, so night, had, like the, the wooden sheds where OC, that's where people are sleeping. These wooden sheds, and then you've got like the bar which is all set up, and then you've got the best fire pit that I've ever seen. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's huge, big. Well, they knew um, they needed to put like base most of the game here because we needed heat because it was January. <laughs> well, like it was a cement. It was like a large, like 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 mm. cement sort of like fire. Um, with like the bricks around it so mm. obviously all the fire on top was like heating up all the surrounding area and it was it was really nice it was it was just beautifully laid out um although at this point i've been fighting so much i think i was like sweating so much I was just, yeah, that like... was quite funny wasn't it because we were all like we, we were sweating oh, and we it's came so in cold. We were like oh it's cold north of the wall in there i've got the cold sweats going on you know uh <laughs> so yeah sorry yeah you were going on about like your your cool role play in in the village Oh yeah, yeah. So again, I'm gonna give another shout out to this NPC. Um, uh, the the, the, the I'm, I'm sure they'll eventually reach out at this point because I'm like, I had so much fun with this person. So um, same NPC from like before with like the, the sort of like white white sort of hair. Um, and they were playing like somebody was living there, and I just had like silly role play with this person. I'm sure a lot of people know what that, what I mean when I say that. Like when you're trying to play these serious roles, you're doing it. That little escapism into that sort of silly role play is just so much fun. And we had all this role play into the fact that their the roof of their hut had a hole in it. I don't know how much of this was written. I don't know how much of this was even a thing. No, I don't think anything was written. <laughs> but it was just so much fun. The fact that they were like, oh yeah, there's a hole in it because of my stick. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fit, and we're like, well, we need to find you a bigger stick so that we can make the roof higher. And like, yeah, but if I find a bigger stick, that's gonna be my new weapon. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is such a conundrum. And then we like, we were like, we've we've got builders. Like, forget about the fence. We are builders. We should fix your house while we're here. And this was just the most ridiculous role play ever. But it kept coming up. Like every single time I was with this person, oh my god, look at that stick! That's bigger than your stick. Do we replace it? Do we steal it? And it was just constant. And I was like, it was just such silly role play that I just really appreciate this. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to have a lot of fun role play with this person and fighting by their side and everything. Um, 
for a time <laughs> for a time yeah so like for a time yeah so, so you. yeah so plot wise like you like you've already mentioned like they were they were looking up the sky but the whole time and this this was the theme throughout the whole of the plot is that the night's watch were very um sort of i don't want they're not impartial is not the word at all uh that i'm trying to think of but we were yeah. observers basically oh, yeah. in this in in the plot we weren't really the central uh part of the plot we were like coming in and we basically got to decide what we kind of thought of it so even from that part we you know we saved this per this marsh walker um we brought them back and then we're like hey and then basically the locals were just like why why are you here why are you in our village and we're just like i don't know yeah because <laughs> we're all just like conscripts we're all like you know, most of us are like felons and and murderers, and and we're just I like think, we're told to come I here. I think I set something up as well, is because right. I when I was like, oh my gosh, but they're wildlings. Why are we going there? And and like one of the veterans was like, well, yes, we sometimes we trade with wildlings, and I made that assumption that well, that was why we're here. Yeah, and we were like, why are you here? And I was like, I don't know. I think to trade, yeah. and then they kind of all got their backs up, being like, to trade what do you want well the, yeah this is I don't it know. so uh, i'm not entirely <laughs> sure whether this was part of like the game mechanic as well that the some of the some of the veterans knew a bit more than we did because yeah I, we were literally there oh yeah we're gonna trade with them i'm like cool and then they were asking me and i was like oh yeah well i guess we're here to you know trade um we're looking for like ponies and things like that and they're like oh you we trade like we don't have anything to trade and i was like I don't know. Talk to and, and literally everyone had the same attitude. They were just like, oh, wildlings, you know. So um, <laughs> the poor master of arms. Every single one of us would like, speak to the master of arms. Yeah, he seems yeah. to know shit. Yeah, we were just him. pointing at <laughs> pointing at people that were in charge and just be like, yeah, go 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 talk to that person. Uh, what was what was what happened between? Because that then it was lunch. Obviously, we had like in character lunch, which by the way, all awesome right, okay, having yeah, in character yeah. stuff. Uh, what was the event? after lunch right okay so the reason we got lunch is because we made a deal with everyone oh, here that's right, yeah, we yeah. made a deal and we agreed that if they gave us shelter for the night and they gave us some food that we would deal with the then issue now you already mentioned the thens are further south than they normally are this is true now this little village was in the crossfire of two opposing clans um, and that's why so many of them were getting killed Mm -hmm. We were like, well, sure, we'll kill fans. We like killing fans. Um, they were quite we'll a victimized, that. like, they were giving us stories of, like, cause when you were asked the NPCs in the village, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, how, like, how, how often do you get raided all the time? You know, how many have you lost? Oh. Beyond count, how yeah, many we've like, lost? We, we don't have nothing. any weapons. We have nothing. Type thing. We are, you know? we we're by ourselves. We have nothing. We barely have food to feed ourselves. Some. Mm. Oh, did you? And they were they were asking questions. Did you see any wildlife on your way here? We haven't been able to kill anything. And all the animals have gone weird. The animals like have started becoming rather vicious. And they were mentioning things specifically. They said like elks and deer have gone. Vicious, and I'm like, vicious, yeah. we're mentioning prey animals turning mm. on them, and I was like, that's weird. I remember being like, well, it's a prey animal. Could you not just kill it and eat it? And they're like, no, no, no. These are not your normal prey animals. And they they, they fed this whole story, and it was really well done. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, we stayed. They gave us a potato, therefore we were ready to kill anything. <laughs> that's right, yeah, the potato. The potato was good, yeah. No, the that's that's a, not that's not sarcasm, by the way. We had no, potatoes no, and, yeah, we had potatoes really and sausages, <laughs> and it was all yeah, it was great. Yeah, they they did um, a really good like proper like hearty sort of like mm. meals and everything yeah. where we got like um stew, potatoes, vegetables, sausages. They had like um vegan options, veggie and meat options, mm. and it was just perfect. So we ate everything was all good i remember being like oh so they're giving us a meal so we could bite off everything and i was like i've just seen a full meal i hope they don't attack anytime soon because <laughs> i'm gonna do nothing <laughs> so then at this point here now um this fan we were ready to start like biting off some of these fans and now the first attack yeah, so this encounter was really important, I feel, anyway, for the connections between us and the wildlings that we were with because we headed out um, to kill these fan. And when we headed out, um, it, it was a weird one because we actually just started discovering a little bit more about these fan. First of all, the arrows that people were getting shot by. Yeah, what was the thing with the arrows? Because I didn't, I didn't like. I don't know. I I, I heard about know. this and I didn't, I, I didn't. I only heard little bits. Basically, my understanding. Correct me in the comments, everyone. The arrows had something on them. They were even laced with something, or they were a very weird shape. Because from what I heard, there was no issue until someone tried to remove them i don't know if it was meant to be like a shape with like the actual head on it or something but there was something weird there so we did that we also had to capture one of the fans which we did so one of the veterans um so it was her orders that i was like like, like following and listening to and she was like yeah no we need one of the fans alive I was like, okay cool let's do this let's get a fan alive now i think this was actually for us the watch wanted to thin alive i don't think this was for the village i might be wrong um but she was like yeah we need a fan i was like yeah let's do it so we all went out and we captured a fan the result was we all headed back we captured a fan a lot of people were missing several body parts it was a hard fight we got back and this is when I was like, oh, this is important for us all to be quite close together because um, the wildlings were like, yes, what do you need? Suddenly, I noticed this, suddenly they had all these medical supplies. So we needed medical supplies. This village that had nothing. So, but it was fine because they gave them all to us. So they bandaged people up, they helped us, they, they healed people, and we lost one person in this battle as well. And it was to do with how the arrow was removed. I believe they bled out. Right. And then at this point, we kind of had that little like sort of like downtime bit in between everything where we just kind of like, you know, chilled out for a bit. Um, and my memory's fuzzy here, though. So can you fill in this bit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We, we, um, <laughs> quite, quite, quite a, uh, we, we were literally front row seat at one of like the big like reveal revelation type things here so uh the uh not not a big reveal but like a reveal of of a, the character of a certain npcs um so the captured fen that we had uh oh, was sat yes. like right next to us 
captured Fen being played by L, who we like we said, the Fen don't speak common, so they're uh, th- this Fen that we had, we couldn't we couldn't converse with them at all. We were trying to converse with them; it, it was pointless to converse with them. Um, and uh, the village elder uh, of the Marsh Walkers came up and offered this uh, Fen something to drink. Um, and they're kind of role playing again. again like the Night's Watch, we're like, oh yeah, it's a f- whatever, it's a fen, we can't hear it, and we're all, you know, when we're not playing compassionate people, really, we're all just like, oh yeah, you know, it's just another job on the Night's Watch, blah blah blah. We're just here to eat our food and then get on with the mission, blah blah blah. And so we're all sat there, and we're, like you and I, I think, well, definitely I was mm. anyway. I was sat like right next to them. I wasn't there at this oh, point. Oh, oh, you weren't there. Okay, you know, no. I was sat right next I to them. I didn't realize that you had given yeah. everybody, somebody, given her something to drink. Oh no, no, yeah, the village elder that. literally, like I, I, I experienced the role play between the village elder and the captured fen, and the the elder was like, basically, drink this, drink this, and the fen knocked the first lot out of his hand, and then he went back and got some more, and drank it, um, and Osi, <laughs> I obviously heard. The, the the elder was just like you've just been poisoned basically to the fen npc um, so we're all there and 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 then the village elder goes off and yeah then our fen captive starts dying basically yeah so like at this point i think it was around at this point like, i like came over and i was just and i like came over to like sit down next to you all and like i saw this um, yeah. This is at the fire pit, by the way. This isn't like in a secret yeah. little like thing. This is like no, blatantly is in a, front of everybody. Yeah. Anyone can come over yeah. and experience this. Um, L, another shout out for you. Your role play was very convincing. Very convincing. Too convincing, <laughs> Uncom- some would say. Uncomfortably. No, no, no. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was amazing. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, no, don't honestly, like, because like, we didn't know what the language was. And she was like, obviously saying a lot of different things. And like, Maz. Maz's character came over and was like, oh, I'm going to try. I can translate. Oh, I want to marry you and have all your babies. And she was like role playing this whole thing and just like being really funny. Yeah, to be fair to you and Maz. Yeah, like I knew that I I knew. And obviously I witnessed the entire thing. And in character, I knew that she was probably not doing too well at this point. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. (laughs) Maz was like role playing us out. I didn't realize like she was almost like crying and like begging for help. And I was just like, oh. And it was really Madison's character was like, yeah, I know, this is him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit disturbing now. I'm going to uh, walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, the, 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 the prisoner ended up dying. And the... well, not quite dying because. Uh, well, they died. I'm pretty so they sure they just, died. Yeah, they didn't just die from the poisoning. So well, at no. this point, um, so it was Morgan's character who was like holding L, and like picked her up, and they walked off. And this bit here, um, so they he like led her off out behind the sort of buildings, but just enough so you could see. And I looked over. What I would like to say. The role play that was carried on, even though I probably a small fraction of people saw this, was really great. Because all I saw was like Morgan lift up this knife and just enter at the back of this building, and then they were gone. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, cool. And again, happened. we're in a we're role playing in a brutal setting as well, so we're all just like carrying on. You know, we literally murdered just like it's it's what it was it was it was a it's again it's. Uh, you know 
big up to the the, the plot writers. It's difficult to write a plot for a group of people in this setting that you know really you know it's difficult to hook them you know i mean it's difficult yeah, to hook, hook them in you know um so yeah the, the, then the marsh walkers like took the body away and there was a lot of people like because especially uh, especially the conscripts some of us were like because i know i was to the the veterans i'm like hey do we do we care that like literally so in character i was like well i literally just Oh well, one of the stewards went. Oh yeah, no, she's definitely been poisoned. So we knew we we like, and I literally in character saw the village elder give this stuff yeah. to the fen. The fen then literally died of poisoning, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I was like going up to you know some some of the 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 the, the veterans of the builders, and I'm like, do we care this just happened? They're like, eh, wildling problems in it, you know that was literally the thing uh and uh but this is when this is when uh things started to amp up a little bit i mean um game wise there, w there was quite a bit of like dead time it, it like in, in the moment i felt like there was there was a lot of dead time looking back on it there was a lot of encounters i think we probably needed yeah. the rest so like those sort of like rest times in between it so like okay oc we were right next to the car park yeah i didn't realize this we were right next to the car park we were like maybe like less than we're like a 40 second walk from the toilets and you know the the crew tent yeah. and the cars and stuff like that so this sort of like dead time if you like between it was time so that people could run off the toilet go to the car to grab a drink um and, and so on which was really appreciated like at the time because it meant that you could actually be like oh i can safely run off here and i don't miss anything but also if i am missing something i'm going to know about it because everything's literally just there and i'll hear it from where i am and i'll know that i need to run back yeah. um it took me a while to kind of get my bearings and i actually i don't think i confidently have my bearings now um but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like it was quite good the way they did that so uh, then we ended up with an encounter in camp uh, so on my side where I was uh, where most of the builders were um, we saw a bear come wandering into camp and there was a load of ruckus you were obviously weren't there but we, we ended up like fighting this this bear um, I thought it was pretty big, but it was like it was basically it was it was someone in, obviously it was someone in a suit. Yeah. Um, the suit was very very well made, but it was only like my height, you know. So we start th this bear comes like wandering into camp, and the village elder is like is like we need to kill we need to kill the bear we kill the bear that's a walk that's a walk that is and we're all just like obviously in character being like what the hell's a walk some of us were like oh yeah I know what a walk is and blah 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 um so he was like oh you need to you need to get rid of it you need to kill it you know and we're all like oh be careful be careful and we're we're like you know obviously poking it and prodding it and attacking it so it like moves away. Um, and then it keeps coming back and then someone got like their like eye scratched out by the bear, you know, and like you got too close and it was like, you know, tearing people like to the ground. Um, and then it like scarped off, you know, we like pushed it away and then we came back and then obviously we heard like loads of ruckus coming from the other entrances to the camp. So I'm assuming that's where you were. So the bear came in and we all ran towards bear. So like everyone was a bear at first, being like, "Oh my god, this is like a bear," and we like all saw this bear. 
And then at that point, the call for wildings came through. So two, I feel like three other entries. There was like two gates coming in, but there was also one bit that had like fallen down. I don't know. I think the builders hadn't fixed it yet. And <laughs> hey, what's this? This is Marsh Walker problem. <laughs> so like people start coming in, and we're like, okay, well they can deal with a bear. We'll deal with wildlings. And we all went off up to our different entrances and started like dealing the the wildlings. And this is when things got a bit scattered. Um, this is when I found myself with two of like the the marsh um walkers or the marsh people. Like I found myself with them because uh, one of them again the same one with the the, the white hair went this path and I was like, oh, that must flank round there. So I followed them and I was able to flank like the enemies coming in so we came around we're going to flank them and we came around and she was like oh there's a lot of them and she ran away and i was like what and i looked i was oh my gosh they're all dealing with one bear there are so many of these people coming the bear is a distraction forget the bear at this point because we had so many enemies yeah so i was okay screw it i'm a ranger let's do it we ran out we managed to flatten them we managed to get through it we took a lot of casualties and then we kind of came back at the end of it and this is when all the stuff about like you said you know the bear and like wargs and things like that all kind of came into it and stuff and we started to like learn all about this part yeah. of it yeah <laughs> and so the the same kind of little group that chased off the bear you know so so we we were like hmm yeah should we do something about this bear and we basically followed the path that the bear went we were like, should we go? Should we go? And we're like, you know what? You know, we'll just it, it. It's fine. We'll keep going. There was like an NPC with us, as well, like a, a one of the Marsh Walker NPCs with us, um, tra- helping us track the bear. And ah. it, it was at that state. The thing is, we were leaving camp, and we were like, it was that way mm-hmm. that we're like, okay, we'll keep people informed of where we've gone. So yeah, of. you can do that. But it's fine. And I, the thing is, I actually heard like the NPC with like the earpiece in being like, like letting crew kind of know what we were doing as well you know and i was like i was like i know this i know there's something down here as well you know okay on our side of this situation we all got together like okay that was terrible let's get everything let's get barricades up let's get the builders in let's get all the barricades up make sure they can't get back through again let's sort this out and then there was a conversation of some people have gone after the bear <laughs> are they tracking it why are they tracking what's happened well i don't know and i looked around and i was like <laughs> yeah yeah so i knew you'd gone <laughs> yeah they could only they could only mean like six of us or something maybe even yeah. less you know and then we had the npc with us and, and we're walking down we're tracking and the npc's like you know just like licking the leaves and things like that going oh yeah you know, this this blood is 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 you know because basically we've obviously like stabbed this this small bear and it's like uh, you know, we're, we're we're pretending we're tracking the blood and things like this, and and the the NPC's like, oh, there's definitely there's tracks here. We're just like, you, you know, it's like it's a, this is a big bear. The NPC says, and we're like, I mean, it it wasn't huge. It was like about a size of a man ish. You know, it like it maybe even smaller. You know, and they're like, no, no, this 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 is a big thing. And at first, I thought it was maybe an an OC miscommunication or something. And I'm like. 
uh, is it like are they overestimating the size of this bear and then i'm like oh wait there's, there's more bears right so, <laughs> so so we're like okay we'll, we'll we'll keep going we'll keep going so we kept going kept going and uh then this this um NPC comes running out, and I I I definitely clock that it's an NPC because I'm like at this point we've been playing for quite a few hours, so I kind of knew who the player base was at this point. So this this person runs out. They're like, "You need help! You need help! You need help! My friends, my friends dying! Come quickly!" And obviously we're like we're quite away from camp, and it's leading us down this little like tunnel of like foliage, and instantly we're all like, "Who are you?" And then the 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 crew member NPC that was with us says, "Oh, you you guys actually. This is the other thing with like a smaller LARP as well compared to something like Empire. The curation of your story and your experience is just so much more focused. You know what I mean? It's lit. It's like you've literally got people like creating this awesome experience around you. So this this crew member literally is just like, OC, yeah, you you recognize this person. This person is part of the watch, and we're like, okay. oh yeah, okay." Um, lead on so we we follow and uh there is a <laughs> so there is a a bear right uh so the small bear that we saw we saw is led on the ground dying and there is another like npc member of the night's watch or whatever like trapped down there but in between us and and the small bear dying and the npc is this huge bear <laughs> It's, it's so big and we're like oh okay <laughs> this is a big bear and someone goes in to try and like prod it and attack it and just gets like wiped out by this bear, like huge bear paw and we're like okay um and someone who was with us i can't remember who it must have been like a ranger with us or something went i'll go get more people and went <laughs> running off to get more people okay so at this point i think i'll interject here at this point a ranger comes from running out from nowhere we're all chilling out we're like okay got people healed we're fine we've got our barricades up you know we're, we're all good press comes running out out of breath collapsing on the on the floor being like we need help they're down there it, it's got them and it was just like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like okay and then i was like wait because like that's our part of me came over that i knew you were there and I was like, shit. And I was like, okay, we need to go. And I ran. Yeah. Properly so, ran. I the, ran. The people that were with me because yeah. I wanted to get them. Yeah. So the, the few of us that were there, we we fought the bear. We killed the bear. It, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, we, we, we brought it down. We surrounded it. Um, a couple of people were kind of like trick. I think there were people trickling in maybe from the camp as well. A few curious um, uh, watch members had like eventually followed. So I feel like it was like six of us maybe or seven eight of us maybe on this one bear and we brought it down right and we're like right okay let's go and the npc the the night's watch npc was like, oh yeah let's go save our friend they go off to save their friend right and then me and another ranger uh we go to the baby bear right um <laughs> so so uh, pe people, uh, I'm going to timestamp this. So if you, if you don't want to hear what we did to the baby bear, 
Um, just uh, you, you, you could skip skip ahead a minute. I'll put a time a timestamp down there. Uh, so we. Uh, I'm actually gonna join you all here, and I'm gonna skip out in this bit. Yeah. And Oliver, you can wave me when. This yeah, is done. I, I will wave you when it's over. So we okay. go we we go up to this 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 baby bear, and it, it's dying. And the ranger that I'm with, I'm just like I'm just like, it's dying. Let's put out its misery. And the ranger's like, well, maybe we could save it. And I'm like. I don't think we like what are we gonna do? Like it's a bear, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's 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 kind of dangerous. So I'm like, and I don't know who you were, Larpa inside that bear suit. Um, role play was was heartbreaking and so so good. The person in the baby bear suit was just making baby bear noises, dying, and I was like, oh, it's again, it was excellent role play, and you know, I, I put my sword through. I said, like, I'm gonna put you out of your misery like OC and I, was, and I I did the deed right I'm going to wave to Robin <laughs> so she can put her headphones you. back in so once I had done that <laughs> there is me and one other rate there's one other night's watch person with us and we're just we're stood there we've done we've done uh done that and we turn around there's there's dead baby bear there and we turn around um thinking we've probably killed another big bear we turn around and then there is a huge bear coming towards us. Now, geographically, we like if you imagine we've come from camp through down this hill, down this track, fought a bear in front of us, gone past that bear, dealt with the baby bear. The other person has already got well long and gone. Um, and our friends are already back where we were when we walked up to this baby bear. We we turn around and there is a huge bear between us and and our camp and our friends and i'm like oh and the 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 person playing the bear i don't know how tall you are but <laughs> this bear was huge and i was like oh no I, I, I have a suspicion on who it was, who it was. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> and i was like Whoa, okay uh <laughs> so we just turned around there might have been three of us actually there might have been mine three but, but basically me and one other ranger were like uh right okay we need to basically turn and run the other way basically so we were running away from camp because there's no way we were going to get past this bear because it was like the 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 foliage kind of made like a tunnel like it's very difficult it was very difficult it was very um funneled into this like there was basically you couldn't you could barely stand two abreast on that on those lanes couldn't you right mm. um so that the that that big bear was like there's no way i'm gonna we're, we're gonna just scrape past it at all so we ran the opposite direction with bear in like hot pursuit um meanwhile you are running away from there and on the other side we are running towards where we think our friend our our night's watch friends are having absolutely no idea what we're running into <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll leave it there and we'll pick it up uh, in part two with the bear in bear in hot pursuit. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you like and comment on the YouTube's. Uh, if you are listening on your favorite audio platform, iTunes, Spotify, give us a five star review. Uh, go check out our Patreon. You can support us over there. Um, if you so wish, you're under no obligation to do so whatsoever. Go check us out everywhere at to have a to roll. And uh, until the next episode of LARP Tales, uh, we love you very much and stay safe. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.